Hello, everyone, and welcome to TTT, 10-Minute Torah Tamima. I'm your host, Chaim Fruchter. Every week, I bring you some insights from a Baruch HaLevi Epstein, who lived in the late 19th and early 20th century, and authored the work that he called Torah Tamima, which could be translated as Complete Torah. He called it that because he collected Gemaras about the Psukim in the Torah and placed them alongside the Psukim so one could get an appreciation of the Torah Shabbat Peh, the Oral Law, while learning the Torah Shabbat Sav, the Written. This week, Parsha's Chayesara, we start with the second Pasuk of the Parsha, Perichof Gimel, Pasuk Base, 23.2. Matomas Sora Bekriyasar Ba Hichevron Be'eretz Kanon, Vayavoh Avraham Lispol Lesarav Livkosa. And Sarah died in Kiryas Arba, which is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Avram came to eulogize Sarah and to weep for her. On this, the Torah Tamima brings the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Mem Vav Base 46p. The Gemara asks, Iboyiluhu, here's a question. What is the nature and purpose of a eulogy? Hespeda yikra havi o yikra havi? Is it for the sake of the deceased or for the living? And the Gemara wants to bring a proof from our Pasik. Toshma, Bayavo Avraham Lispodla Saravalivkosa, Vi Amrit Mishum di Krada Chaihu, Mishum di Krada Avram Mashulela Sara. Come near a proof from our Pasik which says, And Avram came to eulogize Sarah and weep for her, indicating that Sarah's funeral was delayed until Avram returned from Beersheva to Hebron to eulogize her. And if you say that a eulogy is delivered for the honor of the living, would they have unduly delayed burying Sarah due to Avram's honor? So it must be that the eulogy is for the deceased. The Gemara then tries to push back on this proof, saying, No, it was okay with Sarah herself that her funeral was delayed so that Avram could be honored by eulogizing her. Since Sarah herself would prefer that Avram eulogize her, there was no disgrace in waiting for Avram to arrive. The Torah Tamima says that this pushback is not enough to change the idea that a eulogy is in essence for the deceased and that the delay was in Sarah's honor, the deceased. He then summarizes the Gemara's question of Lamainaf Kamina, meaning, what, if any, halachic ramifications are there, depending on whether you hold the eulogy is for the living or for the deceased? There are actually two. One is if the deceased had ordered that there be no eulogies given. If the eulogy is for the deceased, then we would have to honor his or her wishes. The other is, if there are any expenses incurred for a eulogy, then, if it is for the deceased, the expenses can be taken from the inheritance. Next, we go to the same parak, Pasuk Tes 9. Here, Avram is approaching the Bnei Ches to sell him a burial place for Sarah. Let him sell me the cave of Machpelah that he owns, which is in the edge of his land. Let him sell it to me at the full price for a burial site in your midst. On this, the Torah Tmima brings the Gemara in Eruvin, Daf Nun Gimel, Amen Aleph, 53a. There, there is a discussion about the meaning of the word Machpelah. The root of the word is Chaf Lamed, which means double. One opinion is that it was a cave with two adjacent rooms, and the other says it was one room on top of the other. So the Gemara says, Bishlom Laman Omer Zel Hainu Machpelah. The Gemara asks, Granted, this is understandable according to the one who said the cave consists of one room above the other, because that would be like double. 
However, according to the one who said it would consist of two adjacent rooms, one farther in than the other, then how is that machpelah? Even ordinary houses contain two rooms that would not nothing that would not be unique to and to, to call that doubled. So, then it says shekfula bezugos. Rather, it's called machpelah in the sense that it's doubled with pairs of people, i.e., the patriarchs and patriarchs and matriarchs who are buried there in pairs: Adam and Chava, Avram and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. So, the Torah Tamimah points out that both opinions are saying that the word machpelah is a descriptor of the cave. But then there's a problem with Pasuk Yud Zayin 17, where it says, Vayokom Sedei Ephron Asher Bamachpelah, referring to the field field of Ephron, which is Bamachpelah, in Machpelah, which implies that Machpelah is some kind of geographic location. So the Torah Shemima says that the latter Pasuk is using a shortened kind of expression and should be read as that field which is associated with the Maoras HaMachpelah. Finally, we go to Perichaf Dalid, Pasuk Samach Gimel, 2463. And Yitzchak went out Lasuach, in the field, I'm not transla- translating Lasuach for the moment, toward evening, and looking up, he saw camels approaching. The context would indicate that the word Lasuach means to walk or stroll. He went out to walk or stroll in the field. But the Torah Tamimah brings the Gemara in Brachos, Dav Chafav Amabes 26b, which says, Yitzchak tikein tefilas mincha. Shenemar vayitzei Yitzchak lasuach basadeh lifnos arav, v'yein sicha ela tefila. Shenemar tefila la'ani kiyatov v'lifnei Hashem yishpoch sicho. Yitzchak instituted the afternoon prayer, as it says, vayitzei Yitzchak lasuach basadeh lifnos arav. Yitzchak went out to lasuach, in, in this sense converse, or talk in the field toward evening. And conversation means nothing other than prayer. As it says, a prayer of the afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint, Sicho Lifnei Hashem. This is in Tehillim 102. So Yitzchak was the first to daven or pray as evening approached at the time of the afternoon prayer. The Torah Tamima then brings several more examples of the root Sin Yud Ches, Siach, referring to speech, and he says that it never refers to walking or strolling, so that cannot be what it means here. Torah Tamima then directs us to look in Tosvos on Psachim, Kuf Yai, uh, Kuf, um, 107a, Kuf where he says the Tosvos struggle mightily to explain why the afternoon service is called Mincha. And the Torah Tamima says, to me it seems simple. Just like Shachris and Arvis, the morning and evening services are given their names based on the meteorologic condition of the time of day, shachar meaning morning, and erev meaning evening. So too, mincha. The word aniach refers to putting something down, as when Moshe put his arms down in the war of Amalek, or the word menucha, rest. So too, the afternoon is when the sun starts to go down to rest, hence the afternoon service is called mincha. Thank you for listening to TTT 10-Minute Torah Tamima. I hope you enjoyed it and found it meaningful. I look forward to getting together with you again next week.